Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports. And it is sports time as we are talking week 14, my God, 14 in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce. And uh, truth be told, I'm fighting off what I think is about to be a fever. So uh, if my performance is lacking a little bit on this one, uh, we're going to blame it on that. Uh, Joining me today is uh, Bill Needles. How the heck are you, Bill? I am excellent. Thank you very much, sir. All right. Great to have you. And uh, joining rounding up the trifecta, as always, is a man who's fighting off Otani fever, Greg Needles. How the hell are you, Greg? I've got a fever, and the only prescription is a man who can both hit and pitch at an elite level. Yeah, in, in is 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 the greatest baseball player who's ever picked up a bat or ball. That's that's the only that's, that's right. the only prescription. The only uh, prescription for this fever. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to happen? Just shoot from the hip. As we record this on Wednesday, I feel like it's like a literal coin flip. Well, it's, it's down mm-hmm. the two teams, and I do feel like it's very close to a coin flip. I know the sports books would say that the Dodgers are are a slight favorite here, but it feels like those numbers are moving every day, you know, yeah, and they're moving well, they, towards. I don't know, so. Yeah, the, like Toronto started out at like plus seven hundred, then five, then three, and then they were at one seventy five, then one sixty, and then one fifty, and the Dodgers just stayed there at minus one seventy five the whole time, and that's just Vegas covering their asses, I think. The fact that it's moving in Toronto's direction is is a tad more telling. But, uh, you know, if the Jays could sign the greatest baseball player who's ever lived and and have uh, a large part in that be to the own arrogance and incompetence of uh, an L.A.-based sports team, that would make me very happy. But uh, <laughs> but that's not what we're here to talk about, uh, unless uh, the Jays sign Otani. And then I imagine Craig and I will record an emergency podcast where we have to be hosed off afterwards. But we're here to talk about Week 14 in the National Football League. Before we get to Week 14, I don't have much I want to say about the bye teams. Usually we talk about the bye week teams first. I don't have any strong uh, Cardinals-Washington takes other than Ron Rivera pretty much needs to be uh, fired and they need to hire a coach that is uh, up to date. Um, 32 challenge update. Uh, we were uh, 0-1 and then 2-1. and We're now 4-1. and uh, after after week 13, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, I think, hit their hit their under officially. Uh, no, that was last week. What, what, what hit this week? Uh, oh, the Jets hit their under, and uh, so did the and uh, the Jets hit their under at nine and a half. They can no longer get to ten wins. And the Indianapolis Colts uh, hit their over. They were uh, they they got to seven wins, so they hit their season total over uh, of uh, six and a half. And I gotta tell you. After Anthony Richardson went down, thought that one might Yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen. Yeah, I didn't think that was going to happen, but Gardner Menchu, despite poor quarterback play, uh, somehow pulling it out. Uh, what a weird game that was with, with them and the two back-to-back block punts. I, that, there's, there's, that can't have happened in, in the National the Football Titans League. The Titans had two blocked punts, one go for a touchdown and one immediately preceded touchdown, and nearly won the game. Like, yeah. it, it's... It's it's just bizarre. It was a bizarre one. Like you had to message me and be like, "Are they shaving points? Like, what is happening right I, now?" I did send you that text. Like, are the Titans <laughs> shaving points right now? Because it kind of felt like it. Yeah, it was it was bizarre. It absolutely was. Well, uh, we uh, the three of us are about to swim through the quagmire that is the Week 14 quarterback matchups. I don't know if you guys have paid severe attention to the matchups we got this week. But uh, we're, we're kicking it off with a doozy on this Friday night because it is – or sorry, on this Thursday night because it is going to be some combination of Bailey Zappi slash uh, Mac Jones 
versus Mitchell Trubisky because Kenny Pickett uh, has an ankle injury and he's going to be out. So so Mitchell Trubisky is back in our lives, and Mitchell Trubisky is laying six with a total that is 30-and-a-half on a Thursday night football game. And I've seen some books get to 29-and-a-half. So we have a total in a National Football League game that starts with a two at some books, <laughs> gentlemen. So, my God, what have we become? Um, Billy, <laughs> Zappy versus Trubisky, coming in hot. The matchup we're all waiting for. Uh, points. I'm not choosing a quarterback here. I'm choosing points, and I'll take them. Uh, I'm going with the Patriots. Yeah, right out the gate to hold your nose of the week. The New England Patriots somehow set some sort of weird record where not since the 30s has a team uh, given up less than 10 points in a football game and still managed to cover, or, or sorry, it's, it's still managed to lose all three games. Three three weeks in a row, they have their defense has allowed less than 10 points, and they've somehow managed to lose all three of those games. It's it's a, a borderline impossibility, but they but they somehow did it. Did it. Yeah, you're, you're taking the Patriots here. It's not glorious, but it, it, by God, it's it's. It's somewhat honest work. Uh, <laughs> Greg, what do you think? Uh, I think that the answer is very clearly the Patriots, and I don't want to discuss this anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never had the Scott Hansen game on a Thursday, but like I'm like Craig Needles on your own television. Do not show this game. Like this is. <laughs> this is a good Thursday if you're if you're if, if you if you're your so. Uh, is, is Time perturbed. to go get the Christmas tree, maybe? Yeah, if, you're, if, you're, yeah if your SO is perturbed with the amount of football you've been watching all year, this is a good day to score some points, maybe. You'll be like, baby, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> not watching the Thursday game. I'm foregoing the Thursday game to, to do whatever you want to do today. So, it's yeah, it's definitely a scoring points Thursday uh, for, for everybody. But if you're going to be gambling on this game, and, and I hope you all are, because I will be, uh, you're, you're – taking the New England Patriots and, I don't know, hoping that their defense scores to give you hope? I don't know. Uh, but it is what it is with these teams uh, at this point. Uh, next up, we got what looks like it's going to be Bryce Young versus Jameis Winston as the New Orleans Saints are laying five with Carolina coming to town. Uh, this opened up at Carolina plus six, and the Sharps came in on the plus six, and I – yeah, Here's a question. I, I got to agree. Did with the Sharps come in on the Saints as we got more and more reports about Derek Carr's health? My question is, do the Sharps feel better about Jameis than they do about Derek Carr? Because that's how I think I feel at this point in my life. Yeah, I, I, I to me, it's, it's, it's to me, it's same uh, shit, different pile on these two guys. Uh, we now, know they're, what... they're different guys as yeah. far as like what like the strengths and weaknesses are very different, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to say you evaluate them as far as giving the Saints a chance to win roughly similarly, that's fair. I just think I give the edge to Jameis here, and I'm wondering if that's why we saw so much money come in on the Saints right away is, oh, well, if you're going to be Jameis, then I'm going to put a no, few I dollars do. down no, the on Sharp, The Sharps came in on the Panthers. Oh, on Carolina, excuse me. Yeah, yeah they pushed right. it They pushed it from six to, uh, from six to five. Uh, I, I just think that, I mean, I personally would be more afraid. It, like, I do have Panthers money on this. I'm going to be more afraid if it's Jameis, because uh, Jameis, uh, you know, he's a YOLO quarterback. He'll he'll throw it up for better. He had 
that, like that Lions game, I was like, I think I just texted the two of you guys, fuck off after it happened. He threw a a pass that should have been picked off by not one but two Detroit Lions. And the first guy stretched out for it and tipped it, knocking away from the Lions from, I think it was Brian Branch, who was just standing there waiting to intercept this pass because it was five yards short of Chris Olave. But whatever Lion did a Superman, like in whatever corner in front of him did a flying Superman dive, trying to knock it down, knocked it up and over Brian Branch and the extra five yards to Chris Olave, who scored, or no, he didn't score, but he caught it and took it down to like the two-yard line. And that was on like a third and 18. So I was like, you've got to be shitting me with that. And uh, But that's like more or less the most Jameis play of all time, I, I would say. And, and somewhat Detroit Lions play of all time. It was just, it was, it was absolutely wild. Uh, the Saints lay in five. Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I absolutely hate betting on Jameis Winston because, like you said, he's YOLO quarterback. He's going to throw six jump balls, and if they're interceptions or touchdowns, the game shifts dramatically. Um, Really, I think you're just betting on who catches those balls. Uh, So I'm not going anywhere near this one, but I think I like the Panthers. I think I'd rather take the points and assume that they're going to get a couple interceptions there. All right, Greg, what about you? I'm, I'm on the Panthers as well. And I'm on the Panthers, I think, up to four. If it gets to four, that's what I'm going to start thinking about the Saints. The Panthers got their coach fired bump and still lost. Yeah. This is a covered, bad though. Cover. They covered. They covered. Yeah. This, this, this is the bad roster we're dealing with here. I'm going to yeah. go with the Saints. Yeah. Uh, next up, an actual decent game, I think. The Los Angeles Rams head to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. The Ravens coming off rest. Uh... You know, Rams banged up, but, you know, that's nothing new for those guys. Uh, Rams are 19th in DVOA. Baltimore second. Baltimore has the extra rest. I'm taking the points with the Rams here, guys. I think I think seven's too much. I think the Rams are a damn good football team. I think this is this is either – this is one of too much respect for Baltimore or not enough respect for, for a Rams team that is coached well, is playing well. And uh, I know the Rams are great, and if, if knife to my ribs right now, they're my AFC pick to represent in the Super Bowl. Uh, but uh, I, I, I like this Rams team, and I, I just think they can cover the seven. Plus, seven. Plus the back door being open for Matthew Stafford, forget about it. Give me the seven. What do you think, Greg? Seven. I, I love the Rams. Uh, the Rams are going to be one of my five. And you can get this at seven and a half at FanDuel if that's Ooh. the sort of thing you're into. Um because I would like that half point. Uh, that makes a difference to me. But, uh, yeah, I, lo- I love the Rams. Rams are one of my five. Awesome. Billy, what about you? Ravens laying seven. Yeah, I like the Rams in this scenario, too. I always think this one has backdoor written all over it. Like, I'm not sure the Rams are going to win, but they have such a great passing offense uh, that I can see them coming in late and scoring one and just not being able to finish off. So I like the Rams here, too. Is Nakua a star? Like, is he just uh, going to be – like, he's really good, eh? He was showing speed, which he had not previously yep. shown in the first weeks. With with him, it was really good route running uh, and great hands, which is, you know, the sort of and, – and the lack of speed, that's the sort of reason you fall to the mid-rounds, right? You're not a first- or second-round quarterback. Um, but he was showing some actual speed, and if he's added speed to that stuff uh, with Cooper Cup, forget about it. This is this is going to be a tandem going forward. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. Good. Uh, 
Colts laying one, head to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Here's one of the ones. Jake Browning versus Gardner Menchu, boys. <laughs> we thought it was going to be Richardson v. Burrow, but no. Here we go. Uh, Colts laying one on the road. I'm on the Bengals right now. Uh, what I don't like, I, I want to get the Bengals now because of what I'm not going to like and it's going to make me nervous is when you, uh, the three of us are, are texting about picks and stuff Sunday morning as well, finalizing them. And the Bengals are the favorite in this game because that's what I think is going to happen. I think this is going to move Bengals' way. And as um, gambling-wise, it's always bad when the line's like this and then it moves from one fa- one team being a dog to the favorite. Um, Jake Browning is extremely capable at quarterback from what I've seen so far. Uh, he won player of the week or some nonsense for his performance on that Monday night game. He was calm. He was cool. He was collective. And I want to give Craig the credit for this because you posed the question to me and I didn't see a lot of people asking this. Um, the way Jake Browning has performed in this last week and a half, duh, duh, like you have to question, and again, this is Craig, you have to question the Bengals' decision to play a gimpy burrow in the first four weeks and stunt his recovery time and their chances of winning games. Feels like if you had played Browning, you could have gone two and two or, or even three and one there, hypothetically. Maybe you don't win the Baltimore game, but uh, yeah, they, uh, they they could have been in a better spot, is what I would say. Uh, I'm taking the Bengals. They're one of my five. Uh, I think that I, I've I, I've seen enough as the meme goes when it comes to Jake Browning. Uh, here's what I'll say about this game, and you already kind of mentioned it, Pierce. Uh, right now at FanDuel, the Bengals are giving one and a half points, or getting rather one and a half points. Uh, bet MGM, they're getting one point and, uh, bet rivers. This game is a pick 'em. Mm-hmm. So we're already seeing it move at the different books. We're seeing it move. We're seeing it go. And even the juice on the Bengals plus the one and a half, uh, it's, it's, it's minus one twenty two as opposed to the typical minus one ten or minus one Oh five. So the, the, the Bengals money's coming in here is, is, is the moral of the story. Uh, so if you can get the Bengals do it now, especially if you can get the one and a half. Yeah, so that's bad for you and me as Bengals backers because statistically when a team goes from a one-point dog to a one-point favorite or whatever, it doesn't go well for the team that went from dog to but, favorite. Like, it's true, but like, you know, even, yeah. with, like with, even with Browning at quarterback, like the Bengals and the Colts are probably somewhat similar teams, so the Bengals are at home, so you take the, the, you take the point and a half while you can get it, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Bengals getting one at home right now. I, I'm not sure I'm as enamored with Browning as ever. Like he played a phenomenal game. Uh, he absolutely torched a Jaguar defense. Uh, and honestly, the Colts defense is nothing to brag about. So no reason he's not going to go and, and play pretty well. Still on the Bengals here. Um, but I, I wonder if we see, I mean, we will see regression, but how much do we see? Is he going to look like a backup quarterback or is he going to look like he's been good this whole time? So I think it'll be interesting to see, but he is definitely coming off a game I don't think he can repeat. All right. Uh, next up, the Jacksonville Jaguars heading to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Guys, what was supposed to be Deshaun Watson bleh, versus Trevor Lawrence. Now looks like it's going to be uh, C.J. Beathard versus Joe Flacco. <laughs> Flacco was saying, uh, DTR still sort of in concussion protocol, but even if he's not, 
Flacco was taking reps with the first team today, and DTR was taking reps with the second, so I think it's going to be Flacco. Flacco looked pretty good on Sunday against the Rams. He's well-rested, like I said last week, well-rested. Yeah, he did have the one, couldn't help himself, Joe Flacco, that we all know and love, where he just heaved it up for no reason, and and it got intercepted. And we were were all like, oh, oh, Joe, thanks for the memories, bud. The way you just, oh, it was good. Um, Browns are laying three. Uh, this is going to be one of my five. I'm laying the three with the Browns, and, and I know I know I'm I'm betting on Joe Flacco. Well, I bet against Joe Flacco last week because it was 2023. I'm betting on Joe Flacco in this one, and I'm just it's less Joe Flacco. It's more I'm just going to trust that uh, that really really good uh, Cleveland Browns defense. Uh, Cleveland 12th in DVOA, Jaguars ninth. What could have been for this game? What could have been uh, if not for that uh, Trevor uh, Lawrence? What looks like a high ankle sprain. Hopefully they get him back uh, in time for the la- last week uh, heading in. Uh, to the playoffs, and uh, hopefully they can they can keep their heads above water because that was just that was just terrible to watch. And this Jaguars team is fun, but yeah, I'm on the Browns. They're probably going to be one of my five. Billy, what do you think? Browns uh, laying the three. Yeah, I think the only the only unit in this game you can really lean on is the Browns defense. So I like the idea of taking the Browns here, um, facing uh, a rookie quarterback. I think they're going to have some turnovers, or sorry, a backup quarterback. Um, I'm taking the Browns here. I this game would have been good. What do you have for an over under here? Thirty. Uh thirty and a half. Yeah, thirty and a half. So we've got a thirty and a thirty and a half this week. Just embarrassing. Feels, feels like under. Feels like Back, under. Backs and yeah, I I still might hit the under on that. But yeah, I'm definitely taking the Browns here because that defense is the best uh, best squad out there. Uh, what about you, Craig? Uh, Cleveland laying the three against Jacksonville. Uh. I think I'm going with the Jags. Okay. I just like I, I I want the points. I just think this is going to be a sloppy, low-scoring game that could easily end nine to six. So I want the points. Yeah, this is a, this is an under for me for sure uh, in this game. But I I, I, I just think it, Cleveland's got the best unit, so I'm going to go with them. Maybe they return one. They're up against C.J. Beathard for God's sake. Um, yeah. Next up, the Detroit What's Lions. This line of sports playing. Like if we oh. do, if. Find out that by some miracle, like healing, that Trevor Lawrence is playing on Sunday. What's this line? Oh yeah, if yeah, some Jag minus three. Is Lawrence yeah, in the line think, by? Yeah, I completely think it's flipped. I think it's. I think the Jags are laying three on the road in Cleveland because I think the Browns yeah. get that respect because their home road splits have been uh, quite severe. They, they 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 play way better at home. So I, yeah, I, I think it would be Jags uh, minus three. I, I I think he's worth six. I think that's exactly the scenario. Great question. Uh, next up, the Detroit Lions. My beloved Detroit Lions coming off what you know looked like it was going to be an easy win and then got janky at the end there. Um, but came up with the big plays when it mattered. They head to Chicago to take on the Bears. Chicago's got the super rest. Chicago's coming off a... Uh, a um, not a crisp is the word I'll use win, Bill, against your beloved Vikings, but, you know, a win nonetheless. Uh, Two or three weeks ago, this Bears team went into Detroit, ran all over the Lions, and if not for Matt Eberflus chickening out and kicking a field goal with four minutes left, uh, opening the door for for a a crazy uh, Lions 17-point comeback, um, the Bears should have won that game. This... The weather is reporting that this game might be a monsoon or tsunami, whichever one you want, but it's looking like it's going to be uh, wet and rainy, which isn't going to help the Lions 
passing. The Lions' defense is hot garbage. They have been dead last in DVOA over this last month of the season. I think they've peaked. Anzalone is hurt. Uh, McNeil is hurt. They're getting worse. McNeil's a big one. McNeil's been really good. Yeah, it, it, like they, they're not getting any pressure whatsoever. I, uh, uh, Justin Fields is going to take off with his legs all over the Lions. The, or, or the Lions should have lost the game in Detroit. They're now in Chicago in what is supposed to be a monsoon. Uh, I'm on the Bears. The Bears are going to be probably going to be one of my five. Um, they were. It, it opened up at Bears plus four. It got down to Bears plus three, and then. Uh, the money came in on the line. So the, the Sharps came in on the four and the three and a half and then uh, came back in on the Lions when it was minus three and it got back up to three and a half. So it's been it's it's likely going to stay at uh, Lions minus three and a half at this point. But uh, I don't I don't trust this Lions team. I think the D is too bad. Chicago's going to be able to control the ball. Fields will run all over them again, except this time they'll not choke away the lead. Um, Bears are, are, are going to be one of my five. And I'm here to tell you, I'm staring at the Lions' schedule right now. Uh, I I think if they lose this Bears game, there's a very good chance they lose out and cost themselves the division and are playing uh, a wild card game on the road this year. I, I, I think that is a very, very realistic chance based on the based on the opponents they have left. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Uh, Lions currently laying three and a half with the hook. Uh, I, I, I think bears, I don't know if I'm as uh, doom and gloom a scenario as you are when it comes to the, uh, comes to where the lions are at here. But, uh, I, I, I think, I, I think that you want the, the points with the bears this week. This strikes me as another one that, uh, just, uh, just could wind up being pretty close. So give me the, give me the bears. Like, yeah, like, and, and well, I'll say this, if, if they do lose this game to Chicago, that is where the tiebreaker in the division does become interesting with the Packers. But, uh yeah i i if 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 they win this one they they're they're gonna win the division i think you're right even if they do lose out but give me the give, give me the bears to cover lions to win i just like i i'm just i'm staring at the schedule and i don't see them going into uh denver and getting a win with the way that denver the, the denver is game's in detroit denver game is is in even Michigan. so even so i still think that uh i i'm nah, okay well that makes me feel a little bit better but still not great because i think that denver defense is playing really really well right now and the lions can't get a stop they're gonna get fustigated by the cowboys when they play the cowboys in a couple of weeks uh, and i i just i don't i i like if I they like, win the chicago game and split yeah. the minnesota game and split yeah. the Minnesota game. They will be at 11 wins. The Packers would have to uh, win out. Uh, and even if the Packers win out, they, they, they can't win the division because Detroit would have the tiebreaker. Yeah. So if you win the Chicago game and split the Minnesota games, even yeah, if losing to Denver, Dallas is fine. Which is why I'm really worried about this game. Because I'll be honest, I do not think the Detroit Lions are going to win this weekend. The, the, the way they played against the Bears two weeks ago has me worried. And you're talking about a wet, rainy game where Fields is going to be able to run all over them. And, they're, and, and the Bears have had two weeks to prepare. Pretty worried. Billy, what do you think? Lions laying three and a half in Chicago. Yeah, I think I'm taking the points. If this game is fought on the ground, I like Chicago to have a bit of an edge there. I, I think Detroit's probably better through the air. But if, if the weather is that much of an effect, I, I, I think if you're talking a close game, you're getting more than three points. You got the hook there. I think you got to take the Bears. Yeah, I, I just the, the Lions haven't shown anything over the last month that shows they know what to do with a mobile quarterback. So, 
Oh, it's shady. Yeah, I, this should have. This should feel like an like I should be like, oh my god, the Lions are going to get to double digit wins in week fourteen. This is ridiculous. This has never happened before. But no, I just I'm, I it just feels like a choke in Chicago this weekend. Ah, uh, anyway, uh, Buccaneers head to Atlanta to take on the Falcons, uh, and I mean, I guess at least we got two starting quarterbacks. This line opened up at Falcons minus two and a half. Uh, Actually, it opened up at Tampa Bay plus three. Sharps killed it, and they continue killing it. But now that it's minus one and a half, I'm I'm like I like the Bucks plus three, but I'm starting at the minus one and a half now, and I'm I'm wondering if it's if it's Atlanta Falcons time. Uh, DVOA wise, Tampa Bay is 21st, uh, Atlanta's 25th. Uh, I believe these are two Bucks are five and seven against the spread, and if I remember correctly, I believe the Falcons are not great. Against the spread, where are you, Falcons? Against the spread, there you are. You are four and eight, so I was right. The Falcons are terrible against the spread. Um, so perhaps I'm not in a great headspace, but uh, I don't know. I, I I think I think I like Atlanta laying the one and a half as, as the as the short home favorite in, in in what should be. You know what? I'm going to say this is going to be a surprisingly decent game. I'm, I'm going to say this is going to be a game where you're surprised that Scott Hansen keeps cutting to it. Because because it, it, it might just be Dees, is, is, is uh, what I'm saying. Uh, Falcons minus one and a half. I think I'm going with the Falcons. Craig, what say you? Uh, uh, yeah, I think Atlanta. I think Atlanta will be interesting. And, and obviously there's stakes in this game. Like, you know, the, yes. the NFC South is still a, a, a worthwhile dream for both these teams, which – I think it says more about the NFC South than it does about anything else. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking I lean Atlanta. All right. Uh, Billy, what say you Falcons laying one and a half? I, I think these teams are evenly matched, so I do like the idea of getting maybe a decent game out of this where the lead changes a few times. Uh, for that reason, one and a half is just not enough of a reason to take the points. But I think I like the Bucks a little bit better. I feel like that offense should be able to score a little bit more. Um, I'm taking the Bucks here. All right. Uh, last game of the 1 o'clock slate, the Houston Texans head into New York to take on the Jets, and it is Jets plus three and a half, uh, gentlemen. Uh, oh, God. Didn't this open up at like a at a different number? This, at, this line opened up at Jets plus six, and... I think that was when, before they announced that they're going to play uh, Zach Wilson. And the Sharps, the Sharps came in and, and, and hammered it a little bit because it, it, it opened up a Texans minus six. And the Sharps were like, no, 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 no. This Jets defense is still pretty good. We're going to take it. And then they announced that Zach Wilson was going to start and the line moved <laughs> in the Jets' favor. So, yeah, I, I mean... Obviously, Boyle was so bad. Like, Zach Wilson is a bad NFL quarterback. He should not be starting. But Zach Wilson can at least, from time to time, it's it's infrequent, but he can, at least from time to time, escape pressure and gain yards with his legs and come up for air every once in a while with a decent pass. Um, Tim Boyle couldn't do any of that. So I think the Jets are making the right move. That said, I don't know what to do with this game anymore because I have all the money I had on this game is on the Jets plus six. Uh, I don't know if the fact that it's moved two and a half points and we're now getting the hook with the Texans on the road. If the Texans are now the bet, I'm, I'm going to have to recheck and see what the Sharps are doing and, and, and what the models say about this one. Um, but my instinct would lean 
Jets right now, despite the fact we're not getting the best of the numbers. So maybe I just come back in on this game with the Texans getting the hook uh, and try to middle it with the two-and-a-half-point cushion right now. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Texans laying three-and-a-half with the hook in New York. Yeah, you have three and a half. I was looking at five and a half, and I was thinking the Texans look pretty good. Three and a half, I think I'm taking the Jets. Um, I, I I think the Jets are a better team. I just felt we were getting some extra points with five and a half. But at three and a half, yeah. you're basically saying they're evenly matched. I'm willing to take the Jets here. All right. Craig, what do you think? Jets getting three and a half now at home. Texans. Yeah, with the three and a half now? I, I think so. Like, I just – like. like like CJ Stroud is mm-hmm. is so much better than the guy the other team has. <laughs> He's just now. a lot better than the guy the other team has. Yeah. Uh yeah, I'm 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 taking the I'm I'm taking the Texans here. Uh they and no tank Dell for them. It hurts. Oh, that's terrible the, what that's happened here. That that is that's that's really lousy. But yeah, I'm taking the I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Texans oh. rather. Uh, marquee matchup. I'm gonna give it to Rams Ravens. I think that's the best matchup of uh, the one slate. Uh, what do you have as the Scott Hansen game this week, Craig? I went back and forth, but I think I've got to go with Panther Saints. Sorry, I know yeah. that Winston does exciting stuff, but the other games are far more interesting uh, from a playoffs perspective. Like, uh, like clearly, you, you like. I want to put Zach Wilson in the Scott Hansen game, but I cannot, in good conscience, put C.J. Stroud in it. So that's not an mm-hmm. option. Maybe like Jags Browns was too much on the line playoffs wise for that. Yeah. Like I know the I know the Panther I know the Saints are still alive, but uh, you know not, if they were in a real division they wouldn't be. So yeah, I think it's I think I got to go with, uh, with with Saints Panthers. But I thought long and hard about it, but Saints Panthers was the was was the one. Seattle Seahawks first game of the late afternoon slate by the way. Uh, Seahawks go into San Francisco for a, a divisional matchup that used to bring us such joy, but not according to this line. The San Francisco 49ers. This line also saw some movement. Two biggest line movements of the week so far. Jets Texans in this one. Bessel back to back. This line opened up at Niners minus 13, and the sharps were like, "Come on now, what are you doing?" <laughs> they took the Seahawks plus the 13 and hammered it back down to the 10 and a half um, to the point where. Uh, now I'm staring at the Niners with the ten and a half, but man, the Seahawks always play them close. So I think I'm I'm gonna, despite the fact that San Francisco is out of their skulls right now, number one in DVOA, and just look really good. Uh, Seattle, 18th in DVOA. Um, I, I think the ten and a half is a bit the, the 13 for sure. It, I mean, it just sucks that we're not getting the best of the number, but at the ten and a half right now, I think. Uh, I, I think um, I think I'm still on the Seahawks even at the ten and a half. Even though it's it's difficult to trust Geno right now, but Pete Carroll always is ready for this Niners team. They always play him close, so so give me the ten and a half. Plus, it, you know the back door should be open. Billy, what do you think? Niners laying ten and a half right now. Yeah, thirteen is the line you get when a good team's playing a bad team, and the Seahawks are not a bad team. They're an average. Team. Right. Um, even down to 10 and a half, I still think that's the kind of spread when you're playing a bad team. Seahawks deserve a little more credit than that. Uh, so I'm taking the Seahawks here, but yeah, if the Niners blow them out of the water, I'm I'm not going to be that flabbergasted. They're playing great football right now. The Niners Uh, have kicked their ass the last couple times out in the Brock Purdy era here. Sure have. Sure have. I Uh, I think that's part of why that line was as crazy as it was. I, all things being equal, though, division game, I, I think I'm going to take Seattle plus the 10.5. Uh, 
But uh, like as, as as far as you know, put all thirty two NFL teams against each other on neutral field type of conversation. This is the team that uh, is is the favorite against all thirty two all thirty one other teams, right? The Niners. Yeah. I think that I think that's very clear at this point. Absolutely. Uh, my uh, my Super Bowl pick right now uh, would be a rematch of the Hard Bowl. Um, um, I mean, I gotta go. I mean, I, I know it's lazy analysis because these are one, two, and DVOA, but I got I, it's Baltimore Frisco for me right now. Those, those, those are the two teams that are playing the best. But I, I you know, there's some other teams that are doing well, but the Niners just look like a, a the proverbial juggernaut right now. Yep, absolutely. The only thing I want to add to this is because the Brock Purdy. MVP buzz start stopped this week started this week and I know that the Niners are playing well and I know that Purdy's the seventh round draft pick so he's got a great story and all and I know he's playing well but god damn it I can't have no Brock Purdy winning no MVP if Tyreek Hill goes for over you know 2,000 yards or whatever like this is this is this is unbelievable he cannot we cannot see Brock Purdy getting uh an MVP throwing check downs to Debo Samuel right it's just I, I, yeah. just, uh, I, I can't I, I, have people on what Brock Purdy brings to the table a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I, first, I, I, like the, I get the vibe I get on Twitter is that people want this guy to fail because he was a seventh round pick. And I don't really understand that. Like they, they, they don't want him to do well. They, they, you know, they, they want to, you know, say that he's only good because the guys around him and all that stuff. And Hey, you know what? That might be true, but the guys around him are there and the numbers are great. And the Niners win a lot of the time. Like they, they are winning a lot of football games. Would I vote for Brock Purdy to be the MVP of the NFL? No, I would not do that. That is not something I would do. But uh, yeah, I, 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 I think you could make an argument that he has the best case of the quarterbacks in the NFL, couldn't you? Uh, Dak, for me, has got the best case. Oh, yeah, yeah that's fair. That's fair. Jack, yeah. Jack, Dak Prescott would have a better case. That is but I, I but I still have my, I still have Miles Garrett and and Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill each week. I think Tyreek Hill is probably number one right. Now. I, yeah, I, I think that's has, true. As of week fourteen, Tyreek Hill should be the MVP of the of the. Uh, I would agree. Of the yeah. National Football League, yep. yeah. a quarterback could do more than what Brock Purdy has done. A wide receiver really can't do much more than what Tyreek Hill has done. Yeah, and yeah. and it's been well, said to I, death that, that that this MVP award has just become a well, who was the best quarterback award? You know, say for the odd, you know, Adrian Peterson two thousand yard season, right? Like, but this yeah. this to me is oddly a, a historic when it comes to historical equivalence. Hill going for two thousand this year would be like not dissimilar to what Adrian Peterson yeah. did that year. Now, part Absolutely. of the reason, like the other, obviously Peyton Manning finished second in MVP voting that year. Part of the reason why Adrian Peterson won that award was the the rest of the Vikings offense other than him. There wasn't a lot there, right? Whereas yeah. for Tyreek, there's a lot of other dudes around that are pretty good players. But uh, Tyreek should win the award. Yeah, if you take yeah, away if, Tyreek, right if you take away Peterson from that Vikings offense, they're nothing. If you take away Tyreek Hill, they're average. You know, yeah. as opposed to yeah. a mate. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, depending on who you replace him with. But if you don't have you know, you have that running game, and you have Waddle, and you have Tua. Like you're probably still a pretty good offense. Either way, I, I think that uh, that that Tyreek Hill has the best case for MVP right now. And this is going to be a year. If, if we're ever going to say that MVP is not a quarterback only award, this is going to be a year where we have to prove that because there isn't a quarterback who jumps off the page and says, "Yeah, I should win this thing." Uh, but you, well, uh, maybe Dak Prescott. If mm-hmm. we're voting for a quarterback, you're probably right. Dak would be the guy we vote for. 
Yeah, I, I got Dak Garrett and, and uh, Tyreek Hill as my one, two, three for MVP as of week fourteen. But I would my vote if, if I had my if I had one would go to Tyreek Hill. Uh, all right, next up, your boys, Bill, the Minnesota Vikings, coming off a bye and getting uh, uh, Justin Jefferson back in the mix. It looks like uh, here's another one of those quarterback matchups. We got Dobbs versus O'Connell in this one. Your boys are heading to Las Vegas to take on the Raiders, who are, I believe are also coming off a bye. So uh, nothing much to be gained here. Uh, Vikings coming off a top. I, I just, I like your Vikings, but they're given, you're given three on the road with Josh Dobbs against a pretty good defense, and I like what the Raiders can do against your guys. I think getting Jefferson back in the mix obviously changes things a bit, but I think this is just your fallback on the old adage of, the, uh, of you're getting a decent defense at home getting points. Uh, Vegas 27th in DVOA, Minnesota 15th, so obviously you have a, a, a bit of an edge there. But I still think I'm taking the points on this one, Billy. What say you with your boys laying three on the road? Yeah, I mean, it, I, I think, you know, Jekyll or Hyde, who are we getting, right? Like, I mean, four interceptions last week, that's – you do that, you can never win football games. They were way too close to winning that game last week, all things – or two <laughs> weeks ago, all things considered. Um, and the week before, honestly, played a decent game against the, the Broncos, just not enough to win. I think we're going to see a decent Dobbs. I, I think he's going to play well. He's going to keep them in this game. I think the Vikings are still a better team. I'm willing to take the Vikings in this one, uh, mostly because I don't trust the Raiders. But I think we'll see Dobbs play better than he did two weeks ago. And having Jefferson back, I think, will be part of that. Uh, Craig, how about you? Vikings land three in Las Vegas. Uh, yeah, I uh, I think I want the Vikings. I, uh, okay. The Raider team's not very good. Vikings coming off the, uh, the week off. Give me uh, give give me Minnesota here. You get Jefferson back. I think that this will be uh, this will be Dobbs' best game. I know the Bears game was ugly, but uh, but give me the Vikings here. I think they're the play. All right. Uh, next up, which should be a pretty good matchup, we got the Bills versus the Chiefs. The Bills just uh, holding on by their fingernails right now, trying to make the playoffs. Still sixth in DVOA, uh, despite just nonsense all around them. Uh, this is six versus three in DVOA. Um, their Bills are heading to Kansas City. Take on the Chiefs. Chiefs. Uh, this opened up Chiefs laying two and a half, and some money's come in on the Bills, and it's now Chiefs minus one and a half. Historically, you've wanted uh, when you want to bet Mahomes against the spread, you want him as a short uh, short favorite. He's a short favorite right now, uh, so I'm taking him minus one and a half. Uh, the Bills are just in the midst of, of what could be a, a um, somewhat no effing way season. They're teetering on no effing way season. Um, Chiefs uh, coming off a bad loss to the uh, to, to the uh, Packers. Uh, so you think they'll be looking for blood, but man, their offense does not look crisp like it should. Lost in front of Taylor Swift for the first time, uh, and lost in front of Simone Biles, uh, and Liv Morgan, professional wrestler. Uh, so they lost in front of a few people there. Uh, I, it's going to be the Chiefs minus one and a half for me, and they're probably going to be one of my five to one. I want Mahomes as a short, uh, favorite. And like I said, Bills are in the middle of the no effing way season. Craig, what do you think? Chiefs laying one and a half short home favorite. Kansas City's one of my five. I just like I, I think this is going to be a fun football game. I'm 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 looking forward to it. Uh, I just think that this is a a little bit of an overreaction. What happened with the Chiefs this past week? I know the Bills are coming off the bye, but uh, uh, give me Kansas City. Yeah, great. 
Uh, Billy, how about you? Chiefs land one and a half. Yeah, I'm on the Bills here. I, I, I think the Chiefs, obviously, it is a bit of an overreaction to last week, but I think the Bills have done a good job this year against bad defenses, and, and the Chiefs' defense just has not been getting it done. I think you're going to see a lot of points. I hate betting overs, but I'd think about it in this one. Um, and, and I like the Bills to, to be on the better end of it, so I'll take the Bills here. Uh, last game of the 4 o'clock slate, your boys, Craig, the Denver Broncos heading into Los Angeles to take on the Chargers. Chargers link three in a divisional matchup. Uh, I thought last week that uh, I, I initially had Denver as one of my five, thinking the turnover luck was going to be uh, what came back to haunt them eventually, but not last week. So, But luckily I got off of Denver because uh, they ended up losing despite the fact they had a chance. Uh, to cover and take the lead at the end there. Uh, Russ just sort of had to throw up a prayer because if he didn't, he was going to get sacked and they were going to lose the game anyway. And just didn't have enough mustard on it and it ended up getting intercepted. The, the play that was, the, was the, the, the turning point of that game, Craig, I don't know if you saw Bill, what Bill Barnwell tweeted today, but he tweeted a still shot of that one fumble that Stroud, or the, that I think it was Stroud had. Or was it one of those? Anyway, the one of the Texans had a fumble. And there's there's a still shot of the ball by itself. Four Broncos around the ball. There isn't a yep. Houston Texan within five yards of the ball, and one of the Broncos <laughs> literally has both hands around the football <laughs> as he's yep. falling to the ground. And Bill Bardwell tweeted, "The Denver Broncos did not recover this fumble." <laughs> and it's like, how? Right? Like, well, there's a couple like that this week where it's just like, yeah. you know, uh, oh, the, the, in the um, uh, Jaguars-Bengals game, there was one where a Bengals guy could have fallen on the ball. He did, and he tries to scoop it yeah. and doesn't recover it. And it's one of those situations where, wait, if you just fell on this, the game was over. You don't need to return that. Uh, yeah. But the, the key thing is, yeah, the Broncos turnover luck went against them a little bit, uh, more than a little bit. Uh, Wilson had a bad day uh, making some poor decisions. I, I think that the Broncos cover here, though. Like, this Charger team just isn't good. I'm no. sorry. They're not very good. They, the Chargers scored. I had them. Uh, like I, Not as one of my five, but they, I did bet them laying the four against New England. They scored six points, gentlemen. That line closed at minus five and a half. I got, it, I got there early, thank God, and had the four. But that line closed the Chargers minus five and a half. They kicked two field goals, and they covered the spread, guys. <laughs> They kicked two field goals. That was it. They scored six points. And they covered the spread, and the spread was minus four. And you just showed me that. Uh, just like, oh, I laid the four, and they only scored six points. Well, I lost that money. No, no, wait! <laughs> like, my God in heaven. I, I'm, I, I'm with you, Craig. Broncos are, are, are going to be one of my five. And, and oh, yeah, they, they it's – Herbert's not playing well right now either, which is bad. Now, I don't know if some of that was just uh, – Bilicek's still – a defensive mastermind and he's doing this without like two of his three best players on defense right now they just got nothing going on offense and and they might be poised for a quick turnaround if they just i don't know sign a actual good playmaker for once in a while and draft you know one of drake may or caleb williams like we we're, we're i i suspect that craig you and i will be on the podcast next year talking about and uh, we should be looking at the uh, you know we're going to be at the preseason podcast going in in august going uh, we should maybe be looking at the patriots making the playoffs <laughs> what, what their number what their numbers are for betting wise um 
Yeah. Are they going to have the same coach next year? We haven't talked about this. I the think they will. I think I, I, I think that's a bit overblown. I, th- I think Bilicek is smart enough to know that he's got an incredible defense right now uh, that could potentially get better. And they're going to end up, they're pretty much locked into the second pick. They're going to get one of Drake May or Caleb Williams, and he'll have a good quarterback again. And if they can convince or sign any wide receiver that is even mid uh, to to import to just give Caleb Williams anything, I th- I think they'll be all right. So I I don't think Bill Belichick is 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 Chargers bound as of right now because the defense is just playing so well. Chargers bound because Dean's balance is not going to cut that check. Yeah, so, I, mean, I don't know. That that's with, the hot one that you know, everybody with, thinks. With right? Josh Harris from the Washington Football Organization, cut that check. Josh yeah. Harris a lot of money. For sure, but they don't have anything in place though. It, it, for Bill Belichick, for when you're Bill Belichick and you're trying to break Don Shula's overall record, right? You want to go to a place where you're where you can start winning games right away, not where Sam Howell is sure. your Yo- yeah. is your Yolo quarterback and you just traded your two best uh, defensive pieces, right? Like. Which is why I think everybody thinks the Chargers are so attractive for Bill Belichick because you know they'd have Herbert and a, and a pretty good defense in place. Uh, like yeah, they, like, I, I, I think I think that's the best job. I just like mm-hmm. we'll we'll see. Like Bill's got to take a haircut if he goes there. Like, true. Dean's balance is not going to what Bill Belichick would expect. And you know what else has to happen is Bill Belichick, the GM, needs to give up a little bit of control here. Bill Belichick, the coach, yeah. needs to still be around. Bill Belichick, the GM, needs to not be part of this. I do enjoy needling uh, Patriots fans on Twitter who think they're getting Caleb Williams by going like, man, I know Caleb Williams is, is great, but can you imagine how many draft picks uh, Bill's going to be able to, when he trades back from number two, think of all the <laughs> thirds and fourths he'll get, right? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Billy, what do you think to put a capper on this one? Broncos uh, getting three in Los Angeles. Yeah, I like the Broncos a bit more here. I'm not super passionate about it. You guys seem a little more confident than I am, but I think the Broncos are a better team. I think the Chargers are failing. Broncos seem to be on their way up. Chargers down. I'm taking the Broncos. All right, Sunday nighter, and here we go. What a beauty. Number five in DVOA, Dallas Cowboys versus number eight in DVOA, the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles coming off uh, a tough loss. Uh, borderline spanking from the from the 49ers. 49ers had that one circled. Um, this is for uh, potentially uh, the Cowboys for 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 tops in the the NFC East. Cowboys are laying three and a half. Here is how thin the margins are for me on this game. With the hook, I want the Eagles. But if I see, I've seen some books with the three, and if it gets to the three overall. And I don't think it will. I'll, I'll want the Cowboys, but that hook makes me want the Eagles because I think this is there's a very good chance because I'm obviously three is a key number. It is the most key number in, in NFL betting. Um, I, I like I, I want the hook with the Eagles now that it's three and a half. But if I start seeing some threes, I'm I'm going to be coming in on the Cowboys. Um, yeah, and that's just how thin it is for me. I, I, give me give me the three and a half. It's not going to be one of my five, but I, I I want the three and a half with the Eagles. Billy, what do you think? I, I think it's the Cowboys for me. I, I, I think the Eagles – I was on the Eagles last week. I thought the Eagles were going to be able to keep it close with San Francisco. They obviously struggled. Um, obviously, this is a whole different beast. This one's going to be a bit more of an air show, I think. I think you're going to see some points here. 
Um, but Dak is just playing so well that I, I think he's going to be able to control this game flow a, bit, a little bit better. So I'm going with the boys here. All right, Craig, tiebreaker on this one. Cowboys land three and a half at home. Cowboys, they're better. Ooh. All right. They are according to DVOA, that's for sure. All right. Um, question for you guys. I, pro- I posed this to Craig, but let me ask this to Bill as well. Uh, for Obviously, for close to 20 years, the most hated team in the National Football League was the New England Patriots, for obvious reasons of the fact that they were cheaters and they would still win all the time. Um, is the most hated team in the National Football League right now the Philadelphia Eagles? Um, I mean, you've got the Tush Push, which, I mean, I'm, I'm not anti-Tush Push, but obviously it, it, rub- it rubs a ton of people the wrong way who don't believe it, it it belongs in the sport uh you've got just the general demeanor of philadelphia fans and philly fans i think you'll agree with me on that one you'll they'll be the first to admit uh that they don't that they're not the best, the most well-behaved fan base you've got um nick sirianni who's kind of a toolbox yelling at fans and at other teams and uh doing other weird stuff and then you got this this big Dom thing that happened with, with, with the, the alleged head of security uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles, who is shoving players on the sidelines for the Eagles and got uh, Dre Greenway kicked out of a game. I mean, like, that's a trade off you'll take every time. Like, literally, anybody, even if it was the kicker of the other team, you'd be like, yeah, I got the kicker of their team thrown out of the game in exchange for our head of security. Like, what, what, like, <laughs> what the fuck? That was ridiculous. Billy, are the Eagles like the most hateable team in the National Football League right now? I think the Eagles are the most hateable team, not the most hated team. I think the the years of hating the Patriots still lingers. Um, But right now, it's easy to not care about the Patriots. They're useless. But the Eagles are winning football games and being annoying. So, yeah, they're, they're certainly the most hateable right now. All right. What about you, Craig? What's your uh, on on my hot take of the Eagles uh, being the most dislikable team in in the NFL right now? Yeah, it might be them. I think that uh, they've certainly got an argument there. At the very least, this is not obvious for the first time in uh, in some time. Uh, <laughs> Two decades. Yeah. yeah. Like maybe it goes back to the Cowboys. Just because they're the Cowboys. Maybe. I, I, I mean. No. Like I thought, got, I like Dak. Yeah. I, I want Dak to like if like I would be very very happy for Dak Prescott if he won a Super Bowl as the Cowboys quarterback because there's been a lot of people who've made a lot of money on takes saying that that'll never happen and I hope that those yeah. people. Uh, but there's a there's a natural hatred of the Cowboys. That's part of it. sure is sure is you know because you know they the America's team claim and the Jerry Jones of it all but even Jerry's been like. Quiet this year, right? Not not a lot of rumbling. Pretty chill lately. Yeah. yeah, the only time you see Jerry is you know they put uh, they put Jimmy Johnson on the on the the Ring of Honor in in Jerry World there finally, and that's kind of been it, right? And with Dan Snyder uh, having been given the old heave ho, there's not really you know we're we're, we're sitting here struggling for for a, a team to just kind of sink our teeth into as far as eight. I th- I think it's the Eagles with the with the. You know, the tush push and, and the heads of security shoving players on the sidelines. I think feels like the Eagles have stepped up to the plate in, in lieu of the New England Patriots. So good for them. Uh, all right. We head to Monday. Two Monday games this week. Why they're both starting at the same time, I'll never know. Feels like it, they could have at least spaced it out by an hour like I believe they did earlier in this year. But 
Uh, it is what it is. We got the Packers and the Giants. Um, yeah, first game, Packers-Giants. Packers laying six and a half in New York. Uh, New York coming off a bye. Packers coming off that big win on Sunday Night Football against the uh, – uh, we got Jordan Love versus Tommy DeVito. I know this is uh, – like I know it's Tommy DeVito and whatnot, but the Giants are – and the Giants are like ranked 32, but you know this six and a half on the road. This is a complete overreaction to Jordan Love uh, having strung together a couple of good games. One of them in prime time, and the last two have been in prime time against the Lions and the Chiefs, right? So, and and it's like I'm watching it, and it's it's okay. It's not super impressive. A lot of back foot throws that should be getting picked off that aren't. So maybe he just has that Packers horseshoe up his ass all of a sudden, but. This line's too high. Jordan Love, it's it's too early for him to be given six and a half on the road in New York, no less. So uh, I'm, I'm taking the Giants plus the six and a half on this one. Uh, Billy, what do you think? Yeah, I, I do think it's an overreaction to a couple nice games from Love because I, I very much do not believe in him, but I really do believe in the Giants being terrible. So I really am tempted <laughs> to take the Packers here. Dead last uh, in DVOA. So yeah, like the, they're <laughs> They're bad, like, and yeah. they've they deserve to be treated as such. I, I think I like the Packers here more. I think this being under a touchdown makes me want the Packers, um, just because the Giants are terrible. But no, I'm not a huge believer in love. I, in general, um, I, I just think the the <laughs> Packers are a better team. <laughs> Terry loves love. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Craig, uh, how about you? Uh, tiebreaker on this one, I guess. Packers lane six and a half in the Meadowlands. Well, I'll tell you right now, this is not going to be the game I watch Monday. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the, I think, Packers, but I don't like either side of this. Mm. Yeah, it's not a great slate for Monday night, which kind of sucks. I, I wish we could have moved that Bills-Chiefs game. At least, but like, one, one of the times we get to watch, like, you know, a, a quarter of the time we get to watch Miami's offense, so that's okay. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess you're right out of these. Out of these ones. Um, well, let's uh, let's go because the Monday night game, uh, Titans Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are laying thirteen. You guys, <laughs> uh, thirteen and, and a half in some places. Well, you know, I feel like this is so far away from one of my five, but I will be betting on this game. God, this feels so square, but I'm I'm probably going to be laying the thirteen with with the Dolphins. I I just you know, uh, Derrick Henry's hurt again. Um, Will Levis shows flashes. I definitely don't, I, I definitely don't, I'm not ready to throw Will Levis in the trash yet, but it, it's, it's, you know, it's not going great is, is what I would say. Uh, and the Dolphins just, they just love taking a, a bad team and just dusting them. Uh, this is fourth in DVOA versus 13th. I think it's the biggest, uh, discrepancy of the week. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and lay the 13 with the Dolphins, I think. Uh, Craig, what do you think? Uh, Dolphins laying nearly two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to lay the 13, too. I just, this, this Titans team is is poor in a lot of areas. Yeah, sure. Uh, what about you, Billy? Dolphins laying the 13. Uh, Henry will not be participating. Did we confirm that? I think, no, he probably play, but he's hurt is what I'm yeah. alluding to. I just think he's one well, of those. He practiced players. today, but not fully. Um, okay. Okay. So, jury's still out. 
he's one of those yeah. players that can keep a game close, right? Like, this is a huge spread. If he's getting four yards a carry, it just keeps it close. They still lose, but it keeps it close. Um, so I, mean, I would need him, right? They need him in this game. They got to control the clock and keep the Dolphins off the field, right? Exactly. And, and if, if he goes, I'm willing to take the Titans here. If he's not going, I, w- I would be all over the Dolphins. Because without Henry controlling that clock, if they're, if Will Levis is facing a bunch of third and long, the Dolphins are, are going to make short work of these Titans. So I'm on the Titans if he plays. If he doesn't, I'm on the Dolphins. All right. All right, so that's it for week 13. Uh, no more survivor picks because we got knocked out a couple of weeks ago. And even in our fake pick, we took Jacksonville last week. So I'm banning next year. We got to remember never to bet on, never to pick Monday Night Football for a survivor again because that just uh, is our Achilles heel, apparently. Uh, Billy, you had a three and two week last week. Why don't you go ahead and kick us off for uh, week 14? I will do that. I will take the Bengals. Bengals, Browns, and Bills. The naming scheme going here. I'll also take my Vikings. And with the last one, I want, and we can confirm this later, but I want to take the Titans if Henry goes, and I want to take the Dolphins if he doesn't. Okay, interesting. Okay. Writing that down. All right, Craig, who you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Bill and a couple of the Bengals and the Vikings. Going to go with the Rams. Um, I am going to go against Bill with Kansas City. And um, I, I know I, I thought about going against Bill again with the Jaguars, but you know what? I'm going with the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, uh, I'm going to join you guys in some of these and fade you on stuff. Uh, I'm going to join Craig on the Kansas City, minus the one and a half. Uh, I'm joining Bill on Cleveland. Uh, give me the Giants, plus the six and a half. I think that's a total overreaction to, uh, to the Jordan Love looking good in the last couple of games. Uh, last two. Give me your Broncos, Craig, getting the three, and uh, give me Chicago plus the four, and uh, and that's not an emotional hedge. I I flat out think the Bears are going to win this football game, so uh, that's that's Chicago plus four and a half uh, for Matt Pierce. Uh, that is it for this week. Crossover podcast available at crossoverpodcast.com, facebook.com slash crossoverpodcast, and iTunes. Please like and subscribe. Five stars only. We're also on. Uh, pretty much any podcatcher that you happen to be on. And if we're not, uh, email us at contact at thecrossoverpodcast.com and let us know and we'll get up on there. And as always, uh, you uh, can you don't have to listen, but please download the Crossover Podcast. And uh, that is it for this week. Uh, good luck to everybody out there. As always, it's a pleasure doing this with you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you next week to do a little more football. Take care, everybody. And we'll talk to you next time on the Crossover Podcast. Thank <laughs> you.